0: Hi, I'm Steph and this is the Money Flirt Podcast. The Money Flirt was born from the idea that we all deserve to have a lighthearted, flirty and fun relationship with money. My personal journey with money was anything but flirty up until fairly recently. A few years ago, I started to investigate the ways that I was programmed since childhood to think and behave around money. I've since done a ton of work on this area of my life in the form of coaching, spirituality, embodiment practices, nervous system regulation, and a lot more. Yes, I've done a lot, but in the past year, I've skyrocketed my money healing by doing one very simple yet powerful action on a regular basis. I openly talk about money. Shame cannot exist when light is cast upon it and this has truly been my secret sauce for up-leveling my money habits and feelings around wealth. So I'm here to create a space for people to talk with me about their money story. I'm here to champion the brave souls who acknowledge their shame and to cheer on their success as well. No matter who you are, where you're from, what you did, you have a money story. Time for the obligatory, let's get into the episode. Hi friends, this is a really special episode for me. I talk with my friend and honestly mentor Meg Charland. She's um, in the WCBT, which is Wealth Consciousness, Consciousness Brain Training Program with Nikki Cosmo. We met in that container and she also is a hypnotherapist and coach and just such a, she's just incredible. Um, she, after we recorded this episode she very generously offered to gift me a hypnotherapy session and we had that uh, as of as I'm recording this now this was yesterday so I've had a few hours to process that experience and I want to share it because it was deeply moving and profound and honestly I've it's very vulnerable to share but I I want to explain this is part of my healing process, not only trying different modalities to explore my relationship with with money and the concept of abundance, but also part of my healing is sharing as I go through these things. When I met with Meg, my initial thought I had journaled about before the session was to explore my relationship to saving money sometimes you think you're going in for one thing and it ends up being a totally different and much deeper experience. So as I was talking with Meg, one word kept coming up in our um, conversation, which was scarcity. And it's something that I thought I had maybe worked through or was, had over quote unquote overcome, but these things are, you know, these, this is life, this is overcoming and navigating some of our deep, held beliefs is part of the fun too. It's like, this is my personal choose your own adventure. And this, this happens to be an area that I work through. When I went into hypnosis with Meg, she guided me to meet scarcity in my, bo- in my body. And it was really fascinating because in hypnosis, you just, if you really trust the person and allow yourself to go down, what happens is you your mind will surprise you. Your subconscious holds imagery and and messages for you that you really can't access or expect with your awake state. And so for me, I met an actual figure of scarcity had jumped out of my body and I was face-to-face with it. And it was so interesting that the whole experience began with my story in childhood of wanting to go to space camp and starting trying to save money for that and feeling not a lot of support from my family around savings and feeling like i wasn't able to do it not having you know a cheerleader on my side to to help me navigate the savings process and i ended up meeting this figure called scarcity in my body. And it was actually kind of a sun, like a star. So it was like a glowing orb in the shape of a figure. I met and interacted with this presence that jumped out of my body so that I could talk to it and let it know that it's caused me harm. It's caused me spiritual harm, intellectual harm, and it's a burden and so after interacting with it and understanding why are you here really it was it the message i got was this is the status quo this is how we are this is how your your ancestors were and so this is who who you are that was the message i got from sunny the <laughs> scarcity sunny and i was able to hear that and 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 really understand and appreciate it in a way like okay you were trying to keep me safe that's fine, <laughs> but it's not, you're not needed anymore. And so it was so beautiful to, to confront that part of me. And then Meg guided me to send him back to where he came from. And it ended up because he was the star, he went back into space. And that was really profound that this, then I started to live a little bit in space during the session. And as Meg guided me to meet my spiritual self, well she also hangs out in space and so it was a really interesting vantage point to be floating around in space and like have this perspective like these binoculars looking down on earth at myself and feeling the grandeur that is space and so my experience is unique and not everyone obviously when you go into hypnosis you have a unique experience and What's so interesting to me was this theme of space. And one of the questions I had posed to Meg before we started was, you know, I have this fear of bigness, you know, and and it's so interesting that when I went into hypnosis, what's bigger than space? Like, literally nothing. <laughs> so I really, in a way, was engulfed in the, the the biggest thing I could think of, which is just outer space. So I want to thank Meg from the bottom of my heart for for navigating and, and guiding me through that journey in my mind. And it's beautiful. And it, I feel just to have the language around what scarcity l- looks like and lives, you know, in my existence, um, it, I feel is very powerful because when we have language to describe something, we have power to, to talk with it. When it's just some kind of blob, you know, like what is scarcity? Before I had gone into the session, it was just some abstract thing, and now I have something to to think about and and interact with as I deal with scarcity, the feeling of scarcity in my life. So, thanking Meg so much from the bottom of my heart. We, in this episode, just, we talk about a bunch of different things, but one thing that is true of Meg in my experience with her is just, she has done the healing and you can feel it in her presence, in her voice, in her guidance. Um, She has a gift for helping people be seen and just feeling seen. And it's, she's just doing such special work. Um, with her, her clients. And I feel really honored to, to know her, to have cultivated a friendship with her and just to be supporting her and being her cheerleader as I feel that she has really done the same for me. Megs is a powerful coach and hypnotherapist. She shares her take on the power of the subconscious mind and how rewiring it to work for and with you can literally change your career, relationships, and your entire life. Her passion for how hypnosis opens a door to activate the true you is compelling. She's worked with top performers in the film, media, and education fields for over 18 years and continues to serve clients from around the world from her practice in the UK. I know you're going to love this episode as much as I did. and I will see you at the end. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much, Megs, for being on the podcast. You are such a bright light in the WCBT community. I've admired you from afar but have been felt I felt so excited when you expressed interest in wanting to be on the podcast because you have so much wisdom and just clarity. When you talk, I'm so in awe of your your confidence, and you just know your shit. So thank you for being here and sharing a little <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> An absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. So good.
0: So I'd like to start by just giving you some space to talk about what it is that you do, a little
1: bit about your business. Yeah, so I am a mindset coach and hypnotherapist, and I work generally with magnificent, ambitious women who really take raising their family or building their personal life as important as performance within their career and very often what happens one area of their life really accelerates but at the detriment of something else and so the women that I work with are exceptional because they have this drive to want to make an impact in the world but they've very much got caught up on success of how it was defined to them growing up, which often means that they're very vulnerable to overworking, to burnout, to putting their needs at the bottom of the pile and becoming emotionally, physically or intellectually very unfulfilled and feeling quite empty and lost. So I work with women at different stages of of their lives, but either at the start of their careers, building new careers, but they tend to be in a time of transition. And that can be you know in their relationships or that they're starting a new company or that they're scaling their company but they come to me very much feeling like they're stuck and often it feels like a secret to them that it's behind closed doors because the Their world has generally praised them for how well they're doing, which means that they feel like they're failing because they're finding mummyhood difficult or they're finding that they don't want to do the career that's making them loads of money anymore. And so they really come to me for a very safe, intimate, rich, creative space for them to redefine what success is on their terms, for them to start cultivating and building a life which is based around their true self rather than what society's projected on them.
0: Wow. That's so beautiful. And I have, um, I have a few people in my life who are going through transitions like that. And so I'm, I'm really excited to introduce you to, to more people, because I think that's important work to, to navigate. And like you said, like things feel like they're behind closed doors and our power is in our, in our community and our connection and like revealing, what's going yeah. on for others, because then you're never alone ever. Like, you know, even though everyone's unique, it's just so beautiful to to learn from each other and like, you know, share in our parts of our shame and
1: our struggles. So that's amazing work. Thank you. And, and, and I think a really big thing um, for women that have become so defined by what they've done, whether it's that they're prioritized being a parent for 10 years and wanna go back to building a career, or that it's, you know, themselves with their partner have been like the couple that achieved, and that starts to shift or change. There is just that sense of so many women feeling like this secrecy about their identity. And actually the the scale and the bit before that is that they actually have completely forgotten and lost touch with who they are. And so when they look in the mirror, and and see themselves they don't see what everybody else does they see somebody who they don't know who it is anymore and you know that's the extreme case of of the women that I work with but you know it's day-to-day conversations that more and more women are speaking up because there's these incredible movements of things like Instagram these types of podcasts of, of, of people starting to own that things aren't always as they seem and that's really really powerful
0: Totally agree. Um, It really, you're right. It's powerful. And yeah, just exposing more of that. So, you know, I, my first question always on this podcast, and I'm so curious what this was like for you, because we can tell someone's been through a journey just based on their confidence and their authenticity, because, you know, they got that way because they've owned some of their struggles. So I'd love to know what your relationship was like with you know money growing up and how it's kind of moved through you and impacts your
1: work now? Yeah, so growing up for me, um, my parents ran a farming business and money was... I was very aware of the times when they didn't have it and I can remember my mum going into the local shop to pay the monthly bill that was, you know, the tab that they used to keep in their little book and I must have been six or seven and this is something that came out in hypnosis and I can remember it being over a hundred pounds and at the time that was a huge amount of money. And I can just remember the look on her face and she, it was just panic struck and she absolutely didn't know how they were going to pay it. And so then we would have periods where it was more comfortable and we would holiday and, you know, I would do my hobbies and and things were comfortable, but I was very aware through hearing conversations and not even directed at me, but just being in and around the home that when family was sort of time was strained because money was tight and I at about 10 there was an offer in the newspaper for a a family like weekend away for 25 pounds and it was just like in a cat holiday camp and I saved up the vouchers because I knew my parents felt bad we couldn't holiday I look back on it now, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so cute!" <laughs> like, and I just, I collected, I saved my pocket money, and went and bought the newspapers, and I collected the vouchers to give to my mum, so that they could take us away for a weekend um, on this holiday camp for twenty five pounds. And actually, I look back on it, and I haven't caught this till this conversation's there, that she didn't have much spending money. And I was so desperate to do these things that were on this camp and all these experiences. And there were sweet shops that like I'd never seen because we didn't have stuff like that in the house. We were very healthy. And and um, the meal on the first night was really late. And when it came, it got cold and we got given so many vouchers to spend. And I hadn't clocked this till right now that we literally lived like kings and queens for that weekend. And we even ended having not spent all these vouchers because we got a taster of what it felt like to have unlimited money. And so I was very, we weren't really taught how to save. We sort of money came and money went, was how we lived. Um, And so it wasn't conscious financial awareness. Uh, There was no sort of intentionality about it at all. There was just a belief that we would always get by and always get through but it would be hard. And that's very much where I came from.
0: Gosh, that's so interesting about, um, you know, you're just looking back at your younger self and with that example of the saving the vouchers, like clearly you were, you knew the value or you knew how, you know, the system of money was exchanged. It reminds me of when I was trying to save for space camp, as a kid I just tried to save for space camp and you know um these things are really formative like they may sound like anecdotes or things that you just remember but like you said as you go in into your subconscious they have a lot more meaning and for me mm-hmm. I realized um it was the beginning because I never made it to space camp spoiler alert <laughs> I'm not an astronaut and I you know but what happened for me was yeah um it actually showed me that I can't save or like I am not trusted to Mm -hmm. save and so it's so fascinating to go back to these memories um so what do you think in terms of your memory with this this voucher like what you know what story was implanted and what are you
1: kind of like how did you see that maybe impact growing up or being becoming an adult actually clocking now um because that memory is not one that actually I've ever gone back to in hypnotherapy or with, with coaching or in all the discussions I've had in my career but I think for me um, I learn and I have always had this innate belief that if I want something I can make it happen and so it came with a scarcity angle uh because my parents didn't teach me how to accumulate money because money was never accumulated when I was growing up things changed later in their lives particularly when we all kind of moved out of home and they got different careers and and they're now very comfortable but when we grew up it wasn't like that um so but I did learn that if you want something you could make it happen and I took that into my career and I I took that into lots of angles but as I'd gone through my adult life, there was definitely a sense actually of like, I could make vouchers work or, you know, optimize an offer that came, but actually um, I had a real genuine belief for me that um, I couldn't be a good mum and earn a lot of money. And at a really young age, I would get offered promotions and I would turn them down because I would believe that I became a mum at 24, that as I got offered promotions that were like unexpected for somebody of my age, it would mean that I would be failing as a mum and letting my family unit down. So I sabotaged several thousands of pounds and several job offers purely based on the belief that my mum was present for us and I needed to be fully 100% present all the time if I was going to be a loving good mummy. And so for years I worked at maybe 10% of my capacity of earning capacity because I had a belief that women weren't capable of earning that and still being present in the family home.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting, you know, the stories like you're saying, that that subconscious belief. And I'm so curious about that time between you were when you were 24. And maybe, what was your aha moment with that? You know, that experience of holding the two, uh, like l- examining that that truth of that belief, bef- and then how did you start to chip away at that as a limiting belief?
1: So, in 2012, um, I made a really bold decision with two very young children that my marriage was not working out, and that I was going to fly solo in the world with with my children. And it took a different level of responsibility. And before maintenance and all of those things uh, were agreed, I literally got up and I moved out and created a new home. And for a little while, I had to go on benefits because I was an entrepreneur, but I had to be there for my children. And so I was in a state where it was me or nothing. And actually, there's part of me that becomes my area of absolute genius with that like I'm very very good under pressure but what I started to do is Instagram wasn't there Facebook was not used how it was YouTube was you know only just starting out that I found like <laughs> DVD courses of of people talking about mindset of all of these things and I literally spent my last pennies getting DVDs and um disc trainings on mindset and how to break patterning so this was like 10 years ago virtually and I every time my kids went to bed I started studying and I didn't know why other than I knew I never wanted to be in this financial position ever again and so from that point and then I I started reading about coaches in the UK that you know were very influential in relation to wealth and wealth really captivated me as well as love because I wanted to build relationships over time that didn't have the same thing and so I just fully immersed myself in in readings of people that were specialist in mindset and subconscious settings for both wealth and love which ultimately I define all as richness because when you have to tell your children that mummy can no longer be in the house in which they've been born into with their daddy it's horrific and I had to make a decision in that moment that I would do everything my damnedest to be the best person I could be in the world so that yes we might not have the family we all hoped we would over time but actually what I could do is go and show them that anything can happen to you but you can raise for like you can raise up from any storm and so for me really, I became the biggest geek come 8pm every night. And I just I read, I studied, and I learned. And then that led on to me becoming a coach and a hypnotherapist as well.
0: It's so beautiful. And I want to really talk about something you said, which was, um, and I, I articulated this with another guest as a, a no more moment. And so you have that moment in life where you and, you know, for the purpose of, you know, this, podcast it's it's the no more money moment with money but I'm really curious if you could talk you mentioned a few things like studying after you know APM, but what did that like first year look like where you were like moving towards something bigger but you weren't sure exactly right you weren't like already integrated and embodied in this new version of you so for someone that's just like maybe had a no more moment can you talk about that kind of in between time what it was like for you
1: Yeah, looking back on it, and actually, what I did is now how I work with my clients is I actually started sprinkling brilliance into my days by realizing I was in control of my perception. And so I could start, even if it was, I had this very defining moment when before I left my ex-husband where I was lying in a room and it was my first experience of something like what I now know is defined as a panic attack where I felt the room was closing in on me and there was a glimpse in the curtain out and it was a really beautiful bright moon and I can remember feeling in such compressed darkness that I saw light and I thought I have to focus on the light to get me out of here this can't continue and actually that is the approach that I then took and I found a a book that I used to use um writing when I was on the train and things like that after I'd left my husband and what I realized is I really started sprinkling brilliance into whether it was I was sitting on a train what could I love on the train if I was with my children it was easy what could I love about them and so I really started practicing gratitude across which is why richness across your life so it wasn't focused on the money but I had this inner knowing that if I felt good more good stuff would just naturally start to happen whereas if I joined the pity party that lots of society would have given me for my situation because my dad was actually going through uh, chemo at the time as well that I basically just naturally started avoiding any room where people were giving me pity and sorry parties because I did all my crying behind closed doors at night when the children were in bed, that I didn't need to talk about that. What I needed to do is learn why if one person can come through a divorce or cancer or anything thriving, then I believe anybody has that capability. And so I just became very grateful and I started I had a, a theory which was whenever the old Meg you know would say no to an opportunity I had to say yes whether it was going on a date whether it was a different restaurant whether it was you know going out and sitting in a bar by myself anything that I did before I wanted to change it up because I knew that change had to start with me and i I don't know how I knew that I just did and that for me is where the journey started that I looked at being comfortable in my own skin when I was by myself and that took a lot <laughs> that took a lot being inspired with my career and purpose and then being inspired with the relationships that I built from that point and so I see it Like with my clients, we work on it like, you know, the ultimate alignment is those three working in a triangle that when you've got all of those flowing, your energy moves through you in a way that that richness and your connection with money is very powerful because you can appreciate it because you're not feeling scarcity in any part of yourself. But for me, when my relationship had scarcity, money didn't flow how its potential my career couldn't could only reach a point because there was such a a drainer of energy whereas when you uplift all of those er areas then actually you start elevating and healing as you go and actually that's what I did organically not knowing or understanding anything like I do now I just went on that path and I built an inner trust that I had nothing to lose because everything other than a suitcase of clothes <laughs> and like two saucepans and three plates, three cups and three sets of knives and forks, I left everything in our family home. So I had nothing to lose. And, and thankfully, I, I just learned to trust my intuition really, really quickly.
0: Hi, guys. I'm interrupting just really quick to talk about my new offer, Money Story Makeovers. This is a space to explore your money story with me during a 90 minute one-on-one session. This is a pretty unique thing that I'm offering and it's it's pretty easy to find a financial advisor or a financial coach that aligns with your values to create a system for your money. But as you know, my specialty is digging into the emotional side of the money stuff. My gifts are in creating compassionate, safe spaces for you to put words to your money anxiety in a new way, in a way that honors your subconscious beliefs and sets you up to rewrite them. During the money story makeover sessions, we'll explore the impact that your childhood had on your current money story, I'll guide you to see some of the patterns that are repeating, the good and the bad. Not everything that we we're modeled in childhood is necessarily negative, but many of us have negative associations with money growing up that are hard to pinpoint. I remember thinking that I'm nothing like my parents when it comes to money. But the more I dug into the story, the more I realized that almost all my money behaviors stemmed from watching them and internalizing their poverty mindset. So in these standalone coaching coaching sessions, we'll explore your relationship to money in three ways, uncovering the impact your childhood has on your current money blocks, putting language to your tender areas around money, bolstering your money EQ, which is emotional intelligence so that you can begin to feel lighter in your interactions with money you'll come away with a literal new money script that gives language to your money blocks, personalized homework to move forward and improve your relationship with money, ideas for implementing money dates that encourage your specific areas of healing, and so much more. I'm just really excited to offer this new experience and please uh, reach out to me if you have any questions about this offer, slide into my DMs and we can talk. To sign up for a money story makeover, Head over to Instagram and send me a DM at the money flirt, and we will talk about setting up an appointment. Uh, P.S. I do use a sliding scale pricing model based on income. So we'll talk about that if you have any questions. All right, back to the episode. Wow, so much of what you just said has given me chills, shivers. I wrote down a few things, and you know, the sparkling, sp- sorry, sprinkling brilliance. Is this something that you had come up with? I've never heard that before. I think it's so beautiful. No, it,
1: yeah, it, it it's mine. It's my baby. Oh my God, <laughs> I love it. Basically, basically, I messaged a really big American coach because he was very publicly talking about some difficulties that he had with his family as his career was escalating. And so... I just sent him a message going look this may connect you with your son because I was a teacher for like 15 years and so you know I've been a mum for 17 years so I'm I'm kind of like pretty good at connecting with kids and I was like try this and try this and maybe for yourself like have you asked yourself these questions they might lead to some answers and he just sent this voice note and I never hired him actually but what he did give me is the biggest gift. He just went, wow, it's like you're just sprinkling brilliance across my life and showing me how I can connect with all of it. And so very quickly after that, um, it's not called that now, I've actually closed it, but I built a Facebook community called Sprinkle, Sprinkles Brilliance. Um, and I think it will probably be a book title later on, but it, it, that's what Really, my work initially came about was teaching people how to see the light and see the brilliance and sprinkle that with whatever's going on in your world was kind of where I started, really. So, so good. I
0: love that. And thank you for sharing that insight. And there's, gosh, trying to keep focused in my mind because there's so much of what you said I want to come back to. One of the things is um, when you said whatever old Meg did, new Meg has to say, or whatever old Meg would say no to, new Meg has to say yes. Um, that is just, so that's it. That's the stuff right there because it's, and, you know, please elaborate with what, with what you know about the subconscious. But my experience with that is like proving to your nervous system that certain situations are safe. Um, and I have a really silly example of this, which was, I was recently on vacation and one of the things, you know, I'm calling in as is, is a partner and part of it, part of what's on my list for the partner, you know, all these beautiful like qualities, but also some magnetic chemistry, right. And I love creating that with eye contact. So on my vacation, I was like, I'm going to make eye contact with fucking everybody. And like it. But The the purpose was like, yeah, yeah. To have some like really nice, like eye contact with people I found attractive, but also to have that feeling of a little bit of rejection in it too, because like old stuff would be like, no, I don't make eye contact with anybody because I might be rejected, but new stuff is like, I make eye contact with everyone so that I can bring someone new in and it's okay to be rejected. So that was kind of like a night, a thought that came up for me as an example of that great Piece of advice that you had given yourself
1: yeah it's I mean it led to me meeting a new partner and going on to to have you know two successful pregnancies and we also we we lost a little girl as well and so but I would never have met him and we would never have evolved our family home in in the way that we have if I wouldn't because I would never have spoke to him on a night out I would never he was not my type and so you know it it was really powerful and like in terms of with my connection to money it became that if old Meg wouldn't have invested in a coach or a hypnotherapist then maybe she needs that to see from an outside perspective what's going on because I couldn't necessarily see all the dots myself and so it became really empowering and also with wealth it's like well if old Meg would have spent to zero in the account or gone into the overdraft to buy that. Maybe where I'm at now with this developed mind could be that maybe I'm going to save up for it for three months and then go and invest it then. And that, you know, and I still... Pull myself back to that if I see myself slipping into old habits of going, you know, like there's a coach I really want to work with right now, but it's a huge increase in what my investment like substantially because he's incredible, but I don't have all the upfront money he wants right now. So rather than just go get a loan and jump in, actually. That's what old Meg would have done. But for me, I believe as we up level, we have to release habits that get us to a point and then we have to let them go. And one of the ones that I'm shedding is that I can, I have great credit so I could go get a loan. But actually, I want to really spark my power by creating those pounds to go, well, actually it's dollars because he's American, to be able to go and invest with him because he is my next coach and he knows it too but I'm not going to make myself have that scarcity mindset in order to invest. And so it's just, and it worked in the past when I did that because it made me grow, but now is a new time to shift that patterning. So yeah, it works in both ways, which is really powerful.
0: That's so great. I'm also working on that feeling in my body as well, which is sitting with the desire for something and saving for it. I'm able to do it with small things but the yeah like what you're saying too really resonates in terms of I have great credit I have the resources I could move move things around that's what I'm notorious for mm-hmm. my relationship mm-hmm. with it making is, it work moving things yeah <laughs> making it work But my aim right now is like similar to you is to ha- hold a b- bigger vision and trust that I can make it happen by examining my old patterns and like pushing myself to to have some mm-hmm. new experiences with big saving goals because those are, um, and in you know, in our collective, um, hypnosis group, it's something that's come up is just that my inner child disbelief that I can actually save for a big thing like space camp, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, because I had that early experience with not being able to save. And I have this Instagram post about it where I actually ended up spending all my space camp money on beef jerky. <laughs> just like such a (laughs) metaphor in my life because you know like my new beef jerky is like going to like you know target or whatever it's like Mm. these are my like immediate instant gratification things when really I you know I still I'm fucking gonna go to space camp one day I'm gonna go they have adult space
1: camp I'm totally gonna go because I want yeah you absolutely need to (laughs) and it's just one thing that is gonna happen for sure it
0: really has to happen because I have to I think that'll be a great, you know, end to the chapter. Um, but
1: you know what, Steph? Tell me, Peter. To totally. Why don't we have a call and I will do a hypnosis with you where we go to space camp? Oh my because God. you know what, that's going to um, really shift your 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 subconscious setting because obviously the mind believes what you tell it. So how about I I will give you gift you the oh, yeah hypnosis where we go and explore space camp because you know that's the powerful thing when we work with the subconscious mind is whether it's someone coming out of you know a trauma abuse or anything like that is if you go back and you 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 recreate actually going or healing or preventing the situation the mind believes what we tell it and so from that point you then are able to take a different perspective moving on oh my god I'm going to cry because that. Even
0: even what you just said and that generous offer, thank you so much. But even what you just said has my subconscious is feeling that and hearing that, mm. and like I are you know because I'm pretty open right now with this journey. Um, I really appreciate that message, and also thank you for reminding me that we can go back and you know rewrite these stories, and I can mm. go to space camp in you know in my mind, and it will impact my 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 current self. So it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And, and when you choose to go into a hypnosis to activate something like that, actually, obviously the hypnotherapist that we work with Nikki Cosmo, like one of our hypno sessions is about going into the future that there's your space to play.
0: Amazing. This is a great transition too, because I would love to know um, about your experience using hypnotherapy, not only, you know, with your clients, but for yourself, your, what has your journey been like?
1: using this healing modality with your relationship to money? It's been incredible because what I really found was, which I find with my clients too, that actually when I didn't just start focusing on wealth programming, but actually like I mentioned, the triangle of my richness and inner richness um, with myself, with my relationships and with my career and purpose, what I found is that, hypnotherapy opened up actually truly what my desires and dreams and goals were that my mind was blocking because there were I'm a mummy of four so there's a lot of society excuses of why I would not be able to achieve what my goals are financially but also in in terms of the the elements that I want within that and so actually my wealth and richness, if you like, has grown, as I've had my own hypnotherapists for years, and I've got two or three that I work with, is that actually, it was um, finding the stories that affected my perception of what success and the impact of what success would have on me. So an example was at 15, I was a very top performer at school. I was head captain, played county sports in all the drama productions, danced all the time. You know, I did everything. I was that student and not only that, but I was friends with the really loud party group, which meant I had social pressures as well as academic pressures. And actually what came out in a hypnotherapy session is I got given the position of being head girl without even applying for it, which was unknown. I just got called to the office and I was just told, you know, keep going with your studies and all of this. And actually all I wanted to be was a dancer at the time. And my subconscious really had built a belief that success was a load of BS because everybody saw me as ultimately successful. But nobody seemed to really care what my inner success was. That I wanted to go be a professional dancer And so any job that came with an element of status or respect socially, I start I sabotaged it because there was this young girl wanting had, you know, put effort into everything she'd ever done growing up. And everybody wanted their glory that, oh, she's my A student. She's this. And all I wanted was to be a dancer. And so I'd become really lost in success, which is why I help women redefine it. And so my connection with wealth meant that any time I got to a certain positioning of exposure, I would hermit mode straight up and then leave that job so quickly. So I was limiting myself. And that was just one hypnotherapy session where that came out. And so that's how hypnotherapy has opened up is, you know, I have this saying in one of my British coaches that I work with he always says you know what a client comes to you for is very often not what they need you for and that's what hypnotherapy is very good at doing is because it's opening up your subconscious mind the intention that you think you know you're going in for is actually your mind it's something completely different and you know I went into a session actually about I was pitching for a big contract. And so I expected to have this, you know, wealth abundance hypnosis. And actually it just came out that there was this 15 year old girl sticking her fingers up to the world going, well, I'm not going to ever do this again because you don't respect what I want. Wow. 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 I
0: think, yeah, that, that piece too, about, um, what you go in with to hypnotherapy, you know, expecting or wanting, is not what you end up, getting but you end up getting exactly what you need (laughs) yeah
1: it's coming from a really indirect place like I have a client who came because she felt burnt out because her husband has mental health struggles and we dealt with that indirectly but everything that came out in the hypnosis was nothing to do with that but it was clearing her inner strengths to a point that her richness in herself improved her income tripled within like four sessions and It was unbelievable and obviously home life also improved because she stepped into her power and when you learn how to step into your power into your lane, and you define what that lane is for yourself. Then how she could be with her partner transformed, how she could be with her children, her clients. You know, she only works with her dream clients now, whereas she was just filling the diary before and there was no structure to it. And so but through clearing through the hypnosis, she was able to identify that all herself and come out the other end and her bank balance is as healthy as she is, because she now runs all the time, like three, four times a week, she stopped binge eating, and she's changed and transformed her connection with her, her husband. And, you know, all within three months, which is just incredible, you know, and why I decided I had to train to be a hypnotherapist. Because as a coach, uh, I was trained in neurolinguistics programming, which is really powerful. But the statistics on hypnosis is exponential compared to talking therapies. And that which is why I felt like I was doing an injustice to my clients. I didn't then go and train in it.
0: Oh man, that that's been my experience with hypno um, hypnosis. Is you know, like we mentioned earlier, going in with um, a goal, and my goal was to begin healing my relationship with money. But just as you said in that example with your client, over three months, like my body image, like there was something I used to struggle with. It's gone. Like my uh, relationship to food is so healthy. My relationship to my body is really healthy. My self-esteem is really fucking high. Like it's so, like you're saying, like it's created a rich life in all the areas for me because that's, now I understand that is what wealth is. And it's not just, it's not only the numbers in your bank account, which it absolutely is part of it. But it's like all the things that you said, it's like your relationships Mm -hmm create wealth and your the love in your life create wealth. And I that's been definitely my experience um, as a result of this.
1: And I, I think ethically every practitioner has a responsibility here because, you know, when we're talking about money, there are some of the richest people in the world that are really unhappy. There's people with a lot of money and even not the richest people, but people on great salaries and they're deeply unhappy that when somebody says i want to improve my wealth consciousness as therapists or people having conversations and actually you know it's about opening the door of it's great but are you fulfilled everywhere else too because that is not going to fill you know you're not going to fill the void with gold and it's going to make everything else okay which is why you know ethically it is really important that it's about learning to live and communicate with a deeper sense of self-awareness so that you can learn to love yourself in every room that you're in rather than love yourself because of the accolade of financial gain and that's a really different energetics and one that you know as this door that you're opening with your conversations is so important because you know society brings us up that if you get that good job you will be happy and so it's really important that you know happiness starts inside and when you go inside and you get that then your outer world what you have feels really wonderful
0: oh my god it's so good you're so you know the story going back to the beginning of this episode of the vouchers you know and your intuition and your um, belief in yourself and that conversation and that relationship you've built built with your intuition is so you know beautiful and that it's But it's so important that you went through that journey, not only for yourself, but like now you're imparting this knowledge and wisdom on others. And that's, what's so great about doing this kind of deeper spiritual work is that, you know, you're not only like improving your life, like you're improving the people that you touch and the, and the people that are hearing this story right now, you know, I just, I get these sensations when I'm recording these podcasts that like, I know the moments that are like hitting other people. Um, and yeah. what you just said is just so, so beautiful and amazing. So I just wanted to thank you for sharing all of that. Um, beautiful.
1: <laughs> you know, what what's so special is with how you're doing this podcast and, and what your mission is. It's so humble and so open. And that's such a beautiful door. And one of the biggest things, because I mainly work with women and, and occasionally men, and they're coming from uh, the same space, is that they're embarrassed to feel like they're not doing something good enough and they have a lot of guilt and fear of judgment about that and so opening up powerful deep conversations really elegantly where we're learning that actually life isn't about judgment or blame but about openness to learn is because when we're open to learn then everything can change in unimaginable ways and everything that feels impossible becomes possible because you're learning how to move into a different space. And, you know, when I was sat in this very house, which I'm now the owner of, when I left my husband and we were camping out in the room across the hall, all three of us together, and I didn't know how I was going to pay for food next month. But now I own the house and I'm about to go and after this, have a day evening with my eldest son before he goes into exams next week. And life is, it has its challenges. But the connection that I have built through learning about myself means that, you know, fulfillment is not about all the bad stuff stopping. It's about learning how you can move through them in a powerful way to grow, and a powerful way to love and connect without feeling scared and alone and unsafe. And I didn't know that was possible when I was in that room on my own with their sons. But actually, by going on a self growth journey, realizing that I was valuable enough that if I could learn, I could instigate change, then anybody can.
0: I have two questions for you. Um, The first one had come up um, as we were Preparing for this podcast. And um, the last one is my favorite closer. But the first question is What would you say to someone who is really going through it, like going through it, especially with their money right now, maybe having around that like no more moment, knew that dark end of the soul? What message would you say to that person who's really dysregulated with their nervous system around this topic? To
1: invest time in regulating your nervous system, if your body, Your mind can't relax and see possibilities in front of you if you're in a heightened nervous system. And so one of the most powerful lessons that I learned was, you know, learning how to regulate your nervous system in various forms and obviously it's not as simple as going okay I'm going to regulate it but going and educating yourself we're so privileged with Google now and there's so many coaches offering free stuff and so many brilliant therapists offering free stuff and so many apps that you can go and get you know support in doing that so learning how to sprinkle and that's where the sprinkle brilliance comes in is that one session a week to learn how to regulate your nervous system is not going to do it. You need to sprinkle it into your day in lots of ways all the time. And it's going to feel icky. It's going to feel like it's impossible. And it's going to feel like that's a lot of work. And actually, yes, it is. Um, And it takes commitment to change that. You know, and particularly if you've had trauma in your life, that's going to be even harder. So, but you empowering yourself to take action to do that even when you don't want to, but you do it when you feel like it's not working, all the science shows that it does. So if you go and do it, even when you feel a little bit like if you go to the gym and you you know, you know, don't suddenly come out and you see the muscles, it takes consistency even on the days it doesn't feel like it's worked. And that's where a lot of people fall down with learning how to regulate their nervous system. So when you feel like you wanna give up, that's the time you need to do it the most. And the second part is learning what you need to heal in order to grow. So yoga, breathing exercises, gong baths, all of these things are beautiful, but they can be really powerful at covering up your root cause and dragging it out for even longer because the way they work is very different to when you're healing trauma or hurt in your subconscious mind. So the sooner you can get yourself into a situation of whether it's like I said, free recorded hypnosis um, on apps or whether it's having a therapist, is that if you don't heal the trigger for your nervous system and for the hurt, the sadness, the anger, the trauma in your body, you will always revert back to it. And what we know now about the brain is we can cleanse that of ourselves whatever the trauma whether it's you know physical abuse emotional abuse or just you know mild levels of trauma growing up but that is your default so unless you heal that in your subconscious mind it, that root cause will always ripple like you know a volcano waiting to erupt unless you make the choice to go and invest in that and so to to learn how to regulate your nervous system and to go and have some way of resetting your subconscious mind is really powerful.
0: That's great. I um, thank you for sharing that. I think it what especially what you said about um, kind of masking it with things that we see, you know, like yoga and all the kind of self-care that's done on a very um, it's, it's done with, you know, loving intent, but it can be, like you said, dragging out a bit of the, the, the deeper work because you're not actively engaging with um, a trigger or the, yeah. the root issue. And I think that's what um, at least people, you know, in, in our community on the internet, <laughs> we're, we're, interested in talking about, but I think mainstream wise, it's still, you know, we need to keep sharing that message um, about the subconscious and how powerful the, this work is. And also, you know, what I, what I really appreciate and, you know, respect so much about your work is the, um, the, you know you're ethically aligned to to talking about these things in a way that it's like you take this is a very serious topic and these are very serious issues that people have and you just take the responsibility on I'm so glad we met too this has been so great talking it's with you. absolutely beautiful speaking oh, to you so excited and just to just to keep in touch and just witness each other's journeys is I'm so excited for this and um I want to ask my last question, which you talk about a little bit, but for you, what does
1: having a rich life mean? Love and appreciation and the idea of being able to heal and elevate myself and support the people in my world do that, whether that's my friends, my family or my, my children or, or who, the people that I work with is that richness is a sense of even in the darker seasons that come, of knowing that the learning that's going to come from it is going to lead to wonder, beauty and greatness. And, you know, a a really good example is when we lost um, our daughter before I went into labour way too early. And I had an incredible session with with a friend of mine who was a coach. And I really realised that the lessons that I got from that process was her gift to me. And she was never meant to be on this planet actually at all, but it was actually the real thing that shifted me into the journey of becoming the woman that I am now. And so I I came up, I just had this vision through a session whereas I was, her job was to show me that my eyes need to see the world for her and me, for my heart to feel how I would want her to feel and for me to hear and listen in the world, how I would want her to hear and listen. And so from that day, the way I looked at my partner, I started to look at him as if it was her dad, you know, and and her brothers and connect and appreciate them on a very, very different level. And so as much as she didn't make it, the gift that she gave me and the pain of that, and there was a lot of pain actually she brought our family alive in a way that was unimaginable that for me was a real moment where I realized how all of the self-love growth and reprogramming work through hypnosis had come into play because the richness was that I saw the richness in everything even the shit stuff (laughs) and to own that sadness to own that anger to own those feelings as things come up or scared whatever it might be and go but what's the richness here why is this happening and how can i move forward as a better person because of it and so when people ask me about going oh what's your financial goal next will you be happy when i'm like i'm happy now i'm rich now i don't need that to be great but if i have that our world's going to open up by this and so that, for me, is what richness is.
0: I'm taking a deep breath after that. <laughs> that was, thank you so much for sharing that. It's, I'm very moved by it. Because um, you're right. That is right. That's exactly what it's all about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I, I I love what you have to say, like, in terms of just, like, literally everything. But, like, that, <laughs> that, that, that was be. just so beautiful at the end. Um, and, yeah, you're right. It's, you're already, we are all already... Rich. It's just that letting ourselves like experience it. I think that's what's that's what I my interpretation of that was. It's beautiful. I like I said before. I know in my soul when when somebody has said something, and I I know that someone listening right now is is being moved. And I think that's really what you and I, like you know, are, are what we're doing in this world is is work like this. So thank you so much, May. Yay, I love that episode so much. It's really special and I can't wait to to keep learning from Megs and keep working on my own healing journey. Keep going. That's my motto for 2022 and it applies to so many areas of my life, one of them being my healing journey, one of them being my money flirt um, project and business. So yeah, thank you so much to Megs for being here, offering your story and your guidance. All right, you guys, that's it for today. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.